Welcome to another episode of the Talking Small Podcast. We are live in the Garden District in Baton Rouge, Louisiana with Craigie Tukrunk, Al, and Aloya Chris. We uh, This podcast is sponsored by Budweiser. It's the king of beers. It tastes great. They got hats of bottles openers on them, even though they're made from China by the Trump family, but we love our Budweiser, and we're king of pods, and that's why we teamed up with the king of beers. Thank you, and let's get to the episode. Welcome to the Talking Small Podcast, where we make that podcast platinum. Samurai Deli, play them viewers in. Let's go. Alright, so on this episode of the Talking Small Podcast, we have our buddy Chris, our lawyer, in town. A little surprise. Al and I were talking about podcasting. Probably we're going to talk shit about Chris, and all of a sudden we get a text saying that Chris was going to actually be in Baton Rouge early Friday morning and wanted to come by and sleep in the Craigie suite. Didn't ask Craig, though, just asked Al. Craig, what do you think about that? It's Al's house. I mean, Craig's moved on. He's sleeping with you now, Harley. That is true, but he hasn't been doing much sleeping, if you know what I mean. How long have you two been roommates for now? Two two weeks? Well, let me rephrase that. How long have you two been tenant slash slumlord for? <laughs> two weeks. Is, are, are you paying Harley rent? Get to the mic, Craig. Yeah, I'm paying rent. Oh, I thought you were just crashing for a while. You think I'm a cheap fuck? Well, rent's due on the first, but he paid early. But he also moved in early, so... Man, he's really going overboard. Did he put down a deposit? No. But I have collateral. I got a bunch of his tools in the garage. Including myself. (laughs) Just call yourself a tool? You sleep in the garage? He's got the garage rate. So you guys uh, thought you'd be shitting on me regardless of whether I was here or not. I didn't realize it was such a hot topic these days. I mean, if you don't listen to the pod, you'll never know. <laughs> That's a good point. So we're going to talk shit on Chris, but Chris is coming up here one last hurrah, I guess, before he gets married next weekend. So I think what me and Harley kind of audibled planning on doing was get a little... Before the wedding, uh, you know, backstory here for the viewers. We want all the, uh, you know, Chris Thompson, a love story background here. But before Chris was ready to settle down, he had a good run. Some may have called him the Tinder Titan. Now, Craig over there could use some Tinder tips. But, you know, do you want to tell the viewers why you were known as the Tinder Titan? I think the nickname's self-explanatory. You're a titan of the Tinder app. And well, the titans <laughs> of the NFL just got blown out. So. No, 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 He was getting blown out, all right. <laughs> oh, yeah, all right, all right, all right. And it was before Tinder got really, really big. So before they had the fucking... <laughs> I've never seen a hipster Tinder uh, person before, but I'm nice, uh, nice to meet one. Didn't mean to sound like that. My point was... I was on Tinder before. It was cool, bro. My point was it was Tinder before it was Tinder. Did you so ever take a Tinder date to the coop? 
So, yeah, met a few let's, of them. Let's there. get to that later, Craig. So, like, Tinder nowadays is like kind of by the wayside with how good Bumble is, right? Ask Craig. He's the only one still in the game. I ain't used Bumble. It just seems to me the friends that I've had that uh, were single and were using Bumble and Tinder simultaneously, it looked like Bumble was so goddamn superior as far as quality of girls, hookup to um, match ratio. Man, it just seemed like... uh, Anyway, point being, I'd like to think of myself as a pioneer in the industry. (laughs) So... Like Chris said, it wasn't that popular back in the day, but Chris was putting up Iron Man numbers. I think he had over 500 matches at one point. So don't slut shame, dude. I'm not. I'm I'm patting him on the back here. No. Oh, okay. Putting the pussy on the pedestal. So Harley, do you remember that girl I matched with at your place up in the country? And we text, we messaged her on my Tinder account. Hey, Puddin, want to go mudding? <laughs> I do remember and that. And I think we sent her that message because she had a four-wheeler in one of her photos. <laughs> and if you don't know Chris, that is a big turn-on for him. Four, like, likes four-wheelers. That's, that's like, on his three likes, it's like, likes uh, four-wheelers, likes chicken wings, likes footballs, and likes big tats. It's like his top four. I, I stole my tenderline from uh, my buddy Craig David. My t- my Tinder tagline was, "What you mean you ain't nasty?" Yeah, and that that line got some play when we were in Europe and we had an Australian chick was reading Chris's Tinder profile. And she goes, "What you mean you're not nasty like that?" And I gotta say, it was it made a move. I'm sexy. Shout out to Big Crit though for that line. So, uh, Craig mentioned Coupe de Ville now. Would you like to clue the viewers in on the Coupe de Ville, uh, you know, pre-settling down? The Coupe de Ville Chronicles? This is, that's exactly what I have written down on my paper. Did you see that? Uh, no, I didn't see it. There's no way we haven't gone over it before, right? Not on the podcast. Craig, uh, do you know, Harley, do you know about the legend of Coupe de Ville? Like, I've eaten there with Chris before, but uh, never heard the legend of Coupe de Ville. I've heard parts of it, but I think we need to refresh everybody's memory. I uh, I just started a new job and was talking to my one one of my coworkers and he said he had to go to Hammond soon. I was like, oh, I got a great lunch spot for you if you got time. <laughs> Coupe de Ville, baby. What makes Coupe de Ville so good, Chris? The wings, coldest beer in town. Is this and, an ad right now? And the women, baby. No, we're not. We're not yet sponsored by Coupe de Ville, but we're really pushing for it. So Coupe de Ville is this little... You pushed a lot of things in it, Coupe de Ville. I mean, so I guess what makes the story funny is if you've ever seen that episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm where Larry loves that one fucking restaurant and dates the hostess with the inevitability that they're going to have a terrible breakup and Larry is going to be adamant that he's still going to fucking eat at that restaurant regardless of however the breakup went with the hostess. Quote unquote, he shat where he ate. I did that to two different girls, and I still eat there. It's never bothered me once. I don't understand if if you've got a strong stomach, like who cares? They're not. They're they're literally not spitting in your food. And even if they did, I never got sick from it. So, Chris kind of glossed over that fact. When he was in college, he dated one chick who worked there. They ended up breaking up 
Couple months later, Chris dates another chick who works there while the first chick he used to date is still working there. So he's not only shitting where he's eating. He's shitting or, where he's shitting. Yeah. <laughs> and then eating. He's fucking where he's shitting and he's eating. Well, 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 so back up a little bit. I was a Coupe de Ville fan before I dated any girl that ever worked there. So <laughs> You fell in love with the wings first. So I fell in love with the wings. The wings were so fucking delicious and cheap. And then my current girlfriend at the time got a job there. And when she told me, she was like, oh, I got a new job. Like, oh, yeah, cool. Where? Coupe de Ville. I was like, oh, that's bad news because this relationship isn't going to last. But my love for the Coupe de Ville wings definitely is. And it's in the ends the town of Hammond, Louisiana, so not a lot of good... Uh, and it was freshman year, so it was like, I got three more years at this place, right? And if you're uh, like Bob, you got about seven. <laughs> so she gets a job there. We inevitably break up. You don't have to go into her first name. What would you give her as a nickname, Chris? <laughs> nah, we don't need to. <laughs> come to, come find find me. I'll tell you what the first chick's uh, nickname was. And maybe you don't know this, Al. She hooked me up with the second girlfriend. I think I do remember that. And they both worked there simultaneously. So you, I guess you guys left on decent enough terms that she would hook you up. I guess. I didn't think we did. That or he was such a bad fuck that she wanted to fuck over this other girl because she didn't like her and just stuck. You would Chris think if that. she told her I was a bad fuck though, she, the other girl wouldn't bother with she me. She doesn't. She thinks you are and has a problem with this girl, and so she sicks you on her just to like. Oh, uh, it's, it's a, wrong. It's, I think it, it's called a. She's foisted you onto her. <laughs> so not a, okay. So Chris and the second girl. End up breaking up. Surprise. Well, well, <laughs> uh, well, Chris still goes back to Coop DeVille. Y'all have been there with me. He still goes back with both of his ex-girlfriends working there. And that's not all. The girl, the second girl who broke up with Chris, or they amicably broke up or whatever, she started, the next guy she started dating... She got him a job at Coupe de Ville. <laughs> I forgot about Chris that. still eats there. Had no problem with it. And Coupe de Ville also had other characters. Shout out to Ghetto Brittany. Shout out to Coupe de Ville John. Chris has bought weed at this place. Did you ever have sex at Coupe de Ville? No, I didn't. Boo! My man, my man Scuderi used to sell me the weed on the cheap. Illegal. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, Coupe de Ville. Uh, I gotta gonna, tell you, I never, you, you I never gonna, once felt awkward doing that either. Like, I, you know what? This is a restaurant. I got a fucking right to be here. I got good cash money. And he's and he's brought his future wife to this place as his ex girlfriends are working. Yeah. So when Malloy and, and he doesn't feel anything, when I would Ma- be feeling awkward. When Malloy, when Malloy lived in Hammond, we went there for dinner a few times. Oh my god. And my ex waited on us. What do you think about this, Harley? You you seem to be in a state of shock. I'm not, no, I'm not in a state of shock. Well, not no. They broke up with you, but um, I don't think I don't think they. Uh, I, I don't have any issue with this. Uh, Chris, you don't think this is a big deal? Larry David did like one eighth of this and made it an entire plot of a Kirby enthusiasm. And then he recycled it and did it with his male lady in a later season. He, he tried. He banged it or tried to date his male lady. And then couldn't get mail. It was it was a replay, 
But I, I think Chris, once you just go back there, then it doesn't matter. And then if he wants to eat there and never brings the wife there, then that's going to be awkward. He's trying to hide it. But he brings her into Coupe de Ville, shows that he's not a threat, that he doesn't care. These chicks don't want him anymore. And now he can go back whenever he wants. I think mainly, like Chris said, first off, he fell in love with the wings first. And then after this, this is the equivalent equivalent of like an ex trying to get back at the person they used to date. You know, most people like start working out, date somebody hotter. Chris <laughs> would say, no, I love the wings way more than you. I'm in here gorging myself and watching eight hours of football. The ultimate power move. I don't need you. I got wings, bitch. Well, and, and you're going to serve them to me. It, and I'm going to tip you mediocre and take two hours to eat ten wings. That's all I was going to get to. You said he's in there for eight hours. What's that, ten wings? I was on a football Sunday, so we stayed all day. How many wins? I left a good tip. Even when Chris wasn't staying there to watch football, he would still take two hours for ten wings. <laughs> you guys fucking timing me on my wing eating. You are notoriously Look, I tell you know you're I gotta bad. tell you, I realize I got enough like awareness to know that that's socially awkward and, and weird and not according pro- to Harley somehow. And probably not fucking normally done, but like you said, I fell in love with the wings first. Fuck that. So what? We broke up. No, I'm I'm not I'm saying once you bring the wife there, you almost have to do it if you want to keep going there. I'm not saying that this is something that I would have done, but I see Chris's point. If he wants to keep eating at Coupe de Ville and Mal knows that he used to hook up with people that work at Coupe de Ville, Chris has to bring do they her still in work there? for trust. Yeah, they do. They're lifers. Chris Chris let, may have made the wrong let choice. Me, let me ask you this. I've never thought of it from this perspective. So, like, you know how a lot of times there's a breakup and then there's, like, a lot, a, an uptick in social media activity showing, like, what you were saying now. Oh, look, I'm at the gym. Look, I'm out with all my friends. A.K.A. Look how much I'm better I'm doing in life since the breakup. Do you think any Not, of, Yeah, but look how much better I'm doing plus I want attention. Please message me. Hey, you still living in Hammond? <laughs> want to hang out sometime? You, my co-ed soccer team needs another girl. Do you think any of these girls took my, my say for instance, my beer order from High Life to an Abita as? Oh, look how I got an extra $3 in my pocket. Oh, his palate is getting refined <laughs> in his old age, and that's salt and pepper. I hated it when we were working out, but by gosh, does it look distinguishing. Still kind of a fat George Clooney, but not bad for Hammond. Speaking of fat George Clooney, I got a good segue here. So you guys wanted to start off the pod by shitting on me. Well, I got three good stories that you boys are going to love. I wasn't done with this backstory, Chris, but you can go. Oh, my bad. You had a theme I mean, it's going to take a whole episode. (laughs) All right. You sure? I mean, then keep going. You can go. Butt in. All right. (laughs) So, Chad's butting in with his chins. (laughs) So, real quick, I'm going to bang out three. So Banged! You can't bang a fucking turkey if it was Thanksgiving. (laughs) Where the hell did you come from, Brad? All right. So, Al, I know I already told you this story. Harley and Craig, I was at the grocery store the other day. Oh, and the viewers. Ran into a guy I knew from high school. Blah, blah, blah. A lot of fucking small talk. He ends up asking me, oh, hey, you married yet? I was like, no, nah, but I get married in like uh, two weeks, which gets to Al's theme in the episode. Who just comes up to some someone and goes, hey, you married yet? He wants to see if Chris is on the down low. And uh, he says, oh, yeah, do I know her? I was like, no, 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 you don't know her. Do I know him? <laughs> <laughs> 
I gave him a fucking look. I was like, mm. see, I told you that's what his angle was. You didn't even start uh, laughing. Yeah, I fucking laughed, and I gave him a weird look, and he instantly like picked up on the weirdness of the look I gave he him. He wasn't joking. He he was joking because after like he saw the weird look that I gave him, he was like, oh, you got you to ask that question these days, like. As if everybody out there is homosexual. Why'd you or not? Why'd you not lean into it and say, "Yeah, it's uh, Malori." I didn't. I didn't because he didn't. He doesn't know who she is. No, so, I meant so, like lean in and act like it was a dude. All right, let's see. So the second shitting on Chrissy story I got that so, the boys are gonna number love. two in the Everybody Hates Chris Chronicles. Uh, so like I mentioned earlier, I started a new job, so I had to go take a photo for the firm's website today. <laughs> And glam shots. And as I'm taking these glam shots, he tells me, "Why don't you just uh, pick your chin up? Oh God, a little bit." (laughs) (laughs) He said, "Oh Jesus, I wish wish we were fucking being videoed right now." He said, "Yeah, you know, a lot of people tend to kind of like suck in their chin, and you know, it makes this awful." Did you go like this and show your nine chins? No, but I did tell him, man, I wish my friends were right here to shit on me for this. They love making fun of my double chin. <laughs> he started. Wait, did he laugh? Yeah, he fucking cracked up. That's hilarious. So then so then the third one I got, everybody hates Chris. Is is uh I don't know if he's been on here before, been the uh, subject of conversation, but our buddy my buddy Baldy went over to his family's uh well his place with all his family for Thanksgiving. Hadn't seen his dad in probably like a year or so. Give him a hug, and his dad gives me the uh, the very dad move, like fake punching me in the gut. <laughs> fake gut punch, bro. And as he hits me, he's like, oh, you're really packing it on there. <laughs> God dead, damn. Dead serious. I got shit on three times in like four days. I gotta appreciate that, right? I thought there was another one, too. Uh... That's all the ones I remember. I'm sure I did get shit on more than that. Fuck. I'd have to look through my phone to look, but... Yeah, man. Everyone's coming at you, and you're, they're supposed to be nice to you. You're supposed to be getting married. I know. So what's the other part of the back? So speaking of getting married, so after all this Tinder Titan phase, after the Coupe de Ville phase, how did you, how did you and your uh, future bride-to-be meet, Chris? We had a uh, class together in college. And, uh, what was it? Women's studies? No, it was like a history class. I think we went to like lunch together once. How'd that happen? Uh, we just funny had... seeing you in this on-campus subway. <laughs> funny you say that it actually was a subway. <laughs> no way. We went to an off-campus subway. Oh, though. take yeah, take her off campus. Make sure no one knows. So she had a <laughs> Jesus, uh, she had a boyfriend at the time. So I guess she see was... they had to go off campus. <laughs> My boyfriend works at the on campus subway. <laughs> so she had a boyfriend at the time, so we went uh we just went to lunch. Which I, mean, I gotta tell you, if if Malloy went to lunch with a random hunk from uh class or whatever right now, I wouldn't be too happy. But she wouldn't she would never come back to my place and uh Netflix and chill. Oh. So she was invited after you guys shared a meatball sub, Lady in the Tramp style? No, we got the uh we got the Italian. Hide the hide the sausage. I got you. Italian so, BMT. So uh extra meat. So like I clearly knew her from there. A couple of years later, she she slides into my DMs. Couple of years. Yeah, this was uh this was a couple of years later. So hold on, this is one lunch date 
and then slides into your DMs of what? A, a class, lunch, a, a semester long class, lunch date. Uh, maybe t- saw each other a time or two around campus. Slides into my DMs about a on what? I'd say three years later on Facebook. This is when Facebook was still hot. It's always been hot. You just you gave up on it. Slides into my, slides into my DMs on Facebook. And uh, I guess this was right around the time time my Tinder Titan stage was winding down. <laughs> and, uh, he was getting tired of it. I was just about to say Cal that. Ripken got it tired. It gets tiring. He sowed all his oats. You know, if you got to wake up early for work in the next the next morning, man. Yeah. So then we went on a uh, we went on a date to a bar and just got hammered because she had dropped the dropped the wow nerd. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, you know, I guess you could say it was love from there. And and <laughs> and and when how fornication many... and uh, Whoa, intoxication hey! from there. Harley you may need to bleep that out. We can't have Chris getting me tooed. <laughs> uh so how far into these, you know, dates or whatever did Rex come into the picture, your stepson? Uh, I'm trying to think. Like, how many dates in would you unleash Rex if you were her? Like, you gotta wait until at least ten dates. I gotta tell you, I think what happened was we went on probably like three. We probably, if I had to guess, I think we probably went on like three dates, and then I got drunk uh one night without her, and was around (laughs) and was around uh, where she lived at, and so it was like late. I was like, hey, what are you doing? I'm coming Booty over. call action. Basically. And I think that's... That, when you met Rex. I'm, I'm an un- unpleasant surprise. I'm almost positive that's when I was introduced to Rex because she was adamant about like, hey, you know, just just act normal. Like, don't... Uh, I got a really big dog and he's going to bark at you, but he's sweet. So if you just act dominant and like polite, nice to him or whatever, it'll be okay. So I went in there knowing that. It's funny you mention that because Rex um, tried to bite me today. <laughs> <laughs> Rex, for all those you, who don't know, is Mallory's big stinky dog. What were you doing to him? <laughs> this morning? Yeah. I was fucking giving, giving my soon-to-be wife a hug goodbye this morning. <laughs> and he fucking... He does this thing where like he jumps up and he's not really trying to bite you. Although he could be. He's just so goddamn unathletic. He can't actually... Make <laughs> pot <laughs> kettle black can't make teeth to skin contact, and so he like nipped at me, which he never fucking does. So I basically turned around and smacked him and made him <laughs> and made him sit and then and then laid down and I made him lay down while I, he watched me hug Malori. Oh damn! Yeah, I cucked the shit out of you, him. I'm not gonna put up with that. You I'll put, alpha- up, with his, I'll put up with his hair because I could just sweep that up. But you alpha his ass. I gotta have a dog nip at me. So you were drunk the first time you met Rex. That's, I'm pretty sure that yeah. makes sense. Otherwise, maybe I'd just left. That's all I'm saying. You got to be drunk and what do you call that? Ghosted him. <laughs> oh, roughing the kicker. <laughs> so so I, th- I think the first time I met you and Maori, you invited me over to the Hammond pool or something. And I think we had to go back to her house, so she had to do something with Rex. And so the first time I met her, I met Rex, and that was 
I don't remember that. It was stinky back then. I don't remember that at all. So obviously I was still living in Hammond then, right? Yeah, I think so. I think we met at your pool and it, we were all at your pool just chilling or whatever. And then we went, I think we went to go like... Probably smelled like shit, Rex huh? Up. Oh yeah, it was, it was not good. And of course he was barking and all that. So Chris, you got the marriage coming up in a week. You got you got cold feet yet? I mean, no, I don't have cold feet at all. People keep asking me that, and I feel like that's just the typical conversation icebreaker. Like, oh, weather outside, huh? It's it's that, but I it's get, it's that, but it's also kind of an asshole move because they're like trying to get in your head and make you overthink it, and, and that in I, turn I will get you make you get. No, I mean you're obviously no, unflappable from the coop experience, no, but I don't no. think that's you're, it. Al, you're wrong. Okay, people oh, are coming up asking if you got cold feet. Because they think they're gonna get in your head. They, That's I'm, what I would do. That's I'm, what I was I'm trying with to Chris. do. Chris, this is like somebody coming up and saying hello. They're like, "Oh, he's married." Uh, what stereotype? All oh, the guys gonna be scared of commitment. They don't realize Chris couldn't break up with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, we called him common law Chris for a reason, but he always used to remind me that Louisiana doesn't have common law marriage. Is that actually true, true Chris? Because this is. Coming up on awfully convenient for coming up on seven years. Yeah, there's no common law. <laughs> Legal. Illegal. <laughs> Damn. But so- but let me ask you this. So one of the things that when I met Chris and Mal and Al, this triangle of roommates kind of I always thought Mal wanted to date Al <laughs> <laughs> and wished wished Al looked like Chris. But that Chris acted like Al. I don't get that. No, she basically you 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 forget Valentine's Day. You never built a stool in your life oh, after yeah, that, promising one. Yeah, what are you gonna give her for the wedding? The finished stool? I'm gonna give her a ring. <laughs> I'm not gonna do anything else. So uh, for the for the uninitiated, it's it's a joke between our friends that the only gift for Valentine's Day, her birthday, Christmas, or whatever, is Chris. Giving her an unfinished stool for one Christmas, and and that's it. I took her to Waffle House one uh, <laughs> Valentine's Day. Waffle. Our uh, first uh, Valentine's Day with your uncle. No, he wasn't there. Did you? Pay Sager for served it? us though. <laughs> so you Did you get discounted? Meal. I think it might have. <laughs> so how it, romantic. <laughs> so anyway, I always thought Mal would have rather dated Al, but she found you first. Mm, Al's too tusty. Okay. I'm more refined. <laughs> That's debatable. <laughs> also commonly known for wearing everybody else's clothes hey, besides his own. Can I also bring up somebody that shit on Chris this week? Uh, our buddy Shane. Oh, yeah. Cynthia. That's the other one. Is that Shane Castain? Uh, no, that'd be Shane Cabrera. No last name. That's, that's what I meant. I'm sorry. Uh, sent a picture of uh, a book about Babe Ruth on it and said, looks like he's uh, he's black. Not. Yeah, look, and he said, yeah, yeah. Look, Shane's not wrong. I, <laughs> I I admitted last episode that I was a fucking idiot. Like, I think when I told the story, I reiterated how embarrassed I was that it took me like 20 years. That's to why re- it was on Confessions. <laughs> but I think I've got somewhat of a point. If you look at some of those photos, he looks black, man. No, he does not. Uh, black just and say, white. He's just saying for the nose. Black and white accentuates his whiteness. This is not working in your yeah, favor. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> probably? Okay. All right, so Chris, as the only married person in the room, 
do you have any burning questions that you need answered about what to expect on your night of marital bliss? I got a million. So, Harley, I think the first burning question I have (laughs) is I don't think I'm going to have that big of a problem with this because my wedding ceremony starts at 4.30 in the afternoon. But one of the things I'm concerned about, more importantly, one of the things my bride is concerned about is about me being too drunk at the ceremony slash reception. Did you have an issue with that? Okay, so my wedding, I think, was about the same time. I think it was about 4.30 or something, 4.45, something like that. Oh, that's right. You got married in winter, too. Well, it was September, but I mean, the daylight savings time hadn't happened yet, so the farmers were still getting fucked. Um, and from what I remember, I started drinking Crown, and actually, we were watching an LSU Syracuse game before that, maybe. Warnett went right. off during that game, and and actually, you were there with us, Chris, in yeah. the man cave watching. If I no, remember, oh, okay, never mind. He may have came later. So we were drinking. And stuff there, and then I also drank before the, I was drinking. I switched to Crown probably about four o'clock. Problem is, you have a lot of pictures and shit you got to take, so you don't get that much drinking time like the hour before the wedding because we had to take some pictures. There's like a bride reveal thing. There's a bunch of like damn, she reveals her pussy thing. He's got to like sign the book. What book? I didn't. We didn't have a book. You got like you got to sign your marriage certificate. Oh, you, That's we after did the that. Ceremony. We did that the night before. Oh, good thinking. Yeah, well, I mean, and then he just came in and signed and left us a copy. But um, big thing is, she shouldn't be that concerned about it because it's not that big of a deal if you're really drunk. My wife was really drunk. I was drunk. It don't matter. I don't care. That's kind of my thinking. I'm somewhat of a. What do you think you're going to do? I guess that's my biggest, my bigger question is, does she think you're going to make an ass of yourself? You think you're going to pass out and just not get married? No, I think she thinks... So she thinks that at my worst she's ever seen me. I just get really drunk and like go find a place to fall asleep. Never made a complete, never made a complete ass out of myself. And I think she thinks I'm going to be that by like yeah. 6 o'clock. But won't you make the first dance with her? Then it's over. You can go pass Gucci, out and fall, fall asleep. It don't matter. She got yeah. the dance. The rest of the night, it's hers and for us to get fucked up. If you're passed out sleeping, who gives a shit? Uh, Harley, I don't, Harley, I don't fucking remember. Who married y'all? My uncle. So my great uncle or something like that. So did he... Harley doesn't even know. So well, did, I mean, like... Okay, so he's my mom's <laughs> uncle. So I don't know how that ends up getting to me. I think he's like my... I don't know how that works. Like so did he do uncle, the... Did he do the thing where he goes through like one of those like bullshit church websites to get ordained as like a clergy? No, no, no. He was like a, um, he's like Stephen Town. He's like a deacon or yeah, something, right? Yeah, he was a right? deacon. Joel's he thing. was a deacon in the in the Presbyterian Church or something like that. I All what right. It was. I probably have the wrong church. Well, I was asking that because uh, so my buddy Baldy is doing it for us, and so I printed out all the documents that he had to forward to me because I've got to go file them uh, tomorrow. I've got the documents. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you have to apply for the license. Yeah, a yeah. Amount of yeah time. And so, you got to do it by the book because her dad is a police chief. No, so. that means you could skate through the, the laws. Well, technically, we weren't married at all. Legal. 
that's my little niche there, boys. <laughs> she don't want to sign She's a, a lawyer for a reason. She don't want to sign a prenup. That's all right. We'll just forget to dot this I and cross this T. Oops. Uh, that's the Donald Trump defense on Stormy <laughs> Daniels. He never actually signed any of the forms. <laughs> he didn't know anything about it. <laughs> no, I was bringing it up because I was asking if I was going to ask if you had to do any of this. So my buddy Baldy's marrying us, and he did it through this bullshit like Church of Life. <laughs> Basically, it's just some. I like, mean, I've known people that did yeah, that. It's, yeah, it's it's literally zero effort. Shout and, out like, to Addy. Zero effort and fifteen dollars to become a wedding officiant, but you gotta uh, you gotta file that bullshit in whatever parish the actual wedding ceremony is gonna take place in. So I had Baldy forward me all these documents. So I'll go file them for tomorrow. And uh, for him tomorrow. And so I've got this big blow up of his driver's license and uh, a fucking printout of his his credentialing, quote unquote. <laughs> it's such a goddamn joke. It's ridiculous. What is it, like two sentences with a fake stamp yes. on it? Yes. I've literally got a printout from my fucking computer at work with these things. And it's, it, it but you, so but you do realize that. It's a, it costs actually a lot of money to get somebody to marry you if they're not like your friend or we're going to the wedding anyway. Yes. It's like expensive. It's one of the main reasons you're, why I did this. Your deacon gouged your ass? No, well, Damn. Okay, so... He didn't give you the friends and family discount? No, he did it for free. We paid for his hotel and he said he said that was our wedding present to us so basically oh please we 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 cop out meets cop out <laughs> well i mean we paid for his hotels i mean so he, we actually you know oh, his parents probably he made money on shit i paid for his so go fuck yourself with that stop butting in you said nothing this whole time except for Coopville and my parents paying for something they didn't pay for pipe down i didn't say the hotel i said they floated money on the side you dumbass open your ears to what, my uncle? Yeah. You're an idiot. All right, so Harley. Obviously, you told me how to not get too drunk and that it's not that big of an issue. The other I'm issue... I'm not telling you to just do straight shots, though. You of can't course, be a yeah. Retard. Of course. I mean... The like, other issue is... Uh, I, hold on. I'm a little offended here. You see me and Harley's mic skills here. You ever thought about a tandem, uh, you know, master of ceremonies... Why didn't you call me and Harley to officiate this wedding? I tried to get uh, DJ Kyle Wider signed up for the DJ. And then, you know, I did think about you two boys potting live from the wedding. That's not a bad episode idea. Now, you could do I, a quick 30 minutes. I was going to ask you, is there an area at this venue? It's a quail farm. Could me and Harley just get a little side room so we could pull people in from the wedding party and, and podcast? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's a it's a big fucking venue. So, like, I mean, we have done an episode in a casino poker room, so we're used to just taking it on the run and doing it gorilla style. Yeah, no, you absolutely can do that. There's a... Fuck yeah. There's is, that, is that permission? Is yeah. This, okay. Yeah. There's That's our lawyer. Legal. <laughs> there's uh there's side rooms all over this. So like where the actual where the reception's gonna be at Trayway. It's, <laughs> it's in this building that I'd say so like you walk in and it's kinda like, you know, just a wide open area. And then it's got an upstairs. <laughs> the anyway, fact that this, this anyway, is pro- point being, you this can is probably it. not true. I can't well, visualize any of this. Well, Chris is doing the equivalent of like what old people do when they try to tell you directions these days. They'll get into like uh, 
10 step directions and by step three I just tune them out that's exactly what I was doing no Chris. you're right Chris was like you go in the front door you're gonna go upstairs this way this way it was like we, we're we not there now I can't visualize this shit and I'm gonna forget it by the time no you're absolutely right yeah. you can bring it though more than permission I mean we're gonna bring right, so it Harley, anyway. we're gonna bring it anyway bad boys a podcast so Harley the question I had was how do I go about ensuring that I don't get whiskey dick because I got to consummate my marriage, right? Otherwise, it's not legal. Illegal. So, so my marriage is illegal then because I didn't consummate on my Oh, wedding, you right? fucking liar! But, but, he did podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Rolling well, from the mean, court. What do you mean liar? I, I, didn't, I didn't have sex on my wedding night. There, there's an episode. You were with me passed out on the podcast. <laughs> I was you were passed out. <laughs> I wasn't obligated to have sex that night. <laughs> <laughs> no, the reason I called you a liar was because I I believe we's, we've asked you on the pod whether you consummated your marriage on your wedding night or not, and you answered in the affirmative, right? No, I've never. I've always admitted uh, that. I don't know about that. I I think he has always admitted that because we were with him podcast, and he said by the time he went de- or yeah. when he came up to podcast, his wife was already sleeping in bed with like an eighty pound dog. No, no, no. She was passed out in the bed with the maid of honor. They were both. Sleeping like in, I the said. <laughs> in, in the bed, and I slept that night in between them. Treyway. <laughs> Legal. Illegal. He's married. Legal. All right. So, Harley, uh, give me some more advice here. All right. So, Chris, what they tell you is it goes so fast, so treasure all the moments. No, this is what you really need to know. You need somebody that just comes and brings you drinks all night so you don't have to fucking figure out where your next drink's coming. Garcon. And you need somebody to get you a fucking plate of food so you can sit down and eat. Because everybody else is eating. They're doing this. They're doing that. But Chris ain't eating. Chris is m- sitting there mingling. Have he you seen my chins? I'm going to eat. Well, no, I, I thought, it, a lot of stuff goes on. I thought that was the whole point of getting a wife, Harley. So you have somebody come give you drinks and give you food. Well, Ooh. unfortunately, that's not her job that night. And uh, the Me Too movement would tell you that you're being an asshole, Al. <laughs> Sorry for being part of the patriarchy. So that's the other thing. Make sure you get some uh, you get some food and that kind of stuff. Other thing is make sure that your pants are too tight because if you want to get down on the dance floor, you don't want to rip your pants. I bought a brand new suit and made sure I drank a lot of beer and ate a lot of pizza before I went and got fitted for it. <laughs> and I saw. Did you do that on purpose? Was that a strategy <laughs> or just happened to happen? <laughs> You know, leave that up to the viewer's imagination. He probably forgot it, he needed to do it and happened to do it after. Went and picked that. it up the other night. Eh, you know, I got well, a lot of space in there, babe. Well, that's good. All right, so you can get down. The other thing is just be careful. Don't let other people's um, th- their problems spoil your night. Like a lady broke her arm at our wedding. <laughs> We didn't know. We kept going. I forgot about that. Damn, the, really? The DJ, he was about to leave. Game an extra 100. Need another hour. Let's go. I got the same I, DJ so you as did. you. Yeah. Larry I, DeWitt. Yeah, I booked that dude. Hey, we need to get him on the podcast. Damn. You so know what, what happened to DJ Warden? He was charging too much. He thinks he's marshmallow in these no, streets. No, my fucking... My girlfriend thinks just because she showed pigs when she was a kid... She needs to be fucking fancy now, so... <laughs> Not much has changed. <laughs> Show pigs. So, we, uh... We didn't get fucking DJ Wider. We hired the same guy Harley had. So, it, it, it was pretty Damn, good. Damn, Harley, I didn't fucking think about that, though, because... 
I paid for an extra hour for the wedding venue because I was like, you know what? This wedding starts at 4.30. It can't end at 8.30. It's too goddamn whoa, early. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Your reception's ending at 8.30? Well, it's like, it's like a four-hour type of deal. Yeah, but we have cops. They can't tell us. They can't make us leave. That's my point. I got the extra hour, so it's Did not... Did you get the extra hour for the DJ? Yeah, that's what I'm bringing up. I didn't fucking think about that. I got to pay the DJ for an extra fucking hour now. Well, the DJ may not know. He may just keep playing. No, he believe me. When you know you're not getting paid for something, it's you're going to get up. No, like... The so you gave of- him an extra hundred, that was it? I think so. That's what I did. So he had like a four-hour type of deal, and you gave him a hundo for the extra hour? Um, it's... Let's see. So he would have probably been there from like five o'clock or something. So probably about nine o'clock. Yeah, I probably gave him an extra hundred. So it's probably yeah. All right, cool. I'm gonna do that. Are you gonna get him to play the same last song he played at Harley's wedding? Uh, Oh yeah, you didn't. uh, You don't have to go home, but you can't. That's not. That's not what he played. Oh no, Craig got him to play what song, Craig? I'm in love with that stripper. (laughs) And Harley's mom was Harley's mom and sister. I think definitely liked the song. So wait, you didn't song. take song requests, so are you playing Post Malone there? That's my wedding advice. You need some posts. Oh, I'm taking all requests. Whatever you got, you go request it. I'm going to make sure he plays it. I'm all about pleasing the fans here. Can we tell the... Can DJ Water do a guest set? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I what, like? Let's all get on the dance floor and take DJ Water, DJ Water. And he has his, uh, he has his Vinny Chase Aquaman... In the uh, in the valley on the rooftop by the pool, he has that speech. Wider basking in his glory, and then cutting up some. Uh, it takes two. <laughs> I'm gonna request that Russ also brings his bass. Oh, give, give me a little funk, baby. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you'll have to worry about whiskey, Dick Chris. If you're passed out from drinking all day and you're sleeping <laughs> in the woods, I think you're gonna be just fine. So the reception is is at the actual venue. Yeah, it's a, it's okay. an all encompassing deal. And we just bring tents out there and and sleep the night. Yeah, I was thinking about getting y'all hotel rooms, and I was like, eh, where, where are them. you staying? Uh, we got a hotel room right down the street or something. Oh, in Beta. Yeah. Are y'all doing the brew pub or anything before on that day, or you just you have to hang around and like I don't do think nothing? So, no. All right, so the other thing I was going to ask you is... I mean, I can. I can do whatever. Oh! oh. Let's get Chris well, fucking shit Well, actually, what, I, what I'll tell you this is... Uh, so, I'm, we're staying in Mandeville, like... Uh, so, like, on Friday night, we're staying there. But we don't we don't have our place in uh, whatever until, like, three or four. But by that point, I'll have to I'd already be at the venue. So, I can go anywhere. I got no fucking ties. Yeah, but Doing you're going to have a tie after this night for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, but I won't have a tat like you do. So hey, you can do that. Are y'all get, are y'all doing rings? <laughs> yeah, I fucking bought a ring. Oh, you guys want to hear my racist jeweler story? Oh, I would love to. <laughs> so, uh, Malori, when we both uh, worked over on the North Shore. We were both there one uh, afternoon. She was like, I found this jeweler. Let's let's just go there. I already kind of picked out a ring for you, blah, blah, blah. She was like, just come get fitted. Ooh. Oh, Camara gone. Damn, he's concussed, huh? Anyway, she, uh, we go there, and he's, uh, it was like right before he closed, 
I don't know why he thought he was getting comfortable enough to say this kind of shit to me. <laughs> this is the first time you've met him? Yes. Malory had met him one time before, and uh, they're making conversation. And, you know, I'm just getting fitted for a ring. Maybe three minutes. Next thing you know, he's dropping the N-word. Like, it's going out of fucking style. I wish I hadn't already paid for the fucking ring at this point. Otherwise, I'd have been like, eh, you know, this looks good. Uh, I'll be in touch. <laughs> he So, like, the segue to his, uh, his racist fucking slurs was... He told me he used to have an office in Laplace. The office I used to work for, they had an office in Laplace. I was like, well, maybe you know him, blah, blah, blah. And when he found out I was an attorney... Oh, he, Jesus. He told me he used to rent from this uh, this guy who's kind of a very infamous attorney in the Laplace area. For whatever reason, a lot of people don't like him. And uh, this guy definitely didn't like him. And this guy was like laughing at the fact that his attorney landlord is like wheelchair bound and can't wipe his own ass. And he's like, fuck, I know I shouldn't be laughing at this, but fuck that guy. Jesus Christ. And then and First then, meeting. This guy's feeling and real then, comfortable. And then well, he, Chris already bought the ring, right? Yeah, at this point, I'd already bought it. And then he tells me, he was like, so this guy was a plaintiff's attorney. He was like, yeah, and he, he sued Shell or whatever. And he was like, and he had all the inwards from Norco and all the towns in between coming in and filling up the parking lot. I couldn't sell any jewelry. And then he proceeded to call himself a racist Dago. I guess he was Italian. I like that makes it okay. Yeah, like, I mean, it was an entertaining 10, 15 minute whatever, but... Craig's over there looking at his chops like, where's this jewelry again? I want to get married. <laughs> just so he can have a friend. I ain't driving over there. <laughs> I ain't any, any other advice, Harley? On your wedding night? Yeah, and yeah. I got a couple more questions, I'm sure. Um, does she is she planning to stay in the wedding dress the whole time? Or did she get Ooh, a change that's dress? That's not something I even thought to ask. Because uh, my wife was in the wedding dress. She better dress. stay in that goddamn thing. Well, she my wife, unbeknownst to me, had also purchased another dress so she could wear so that she would can piss get me off. so she can get down. Hey, don't worry, you have a lifetime for that to happen. And uh <laughs> She w- she went and got another dress because she couldn't dance in her wedding dress because it was too big and shit. So she got a party dress for after. So she got out of that dress pretty quick. Again, I don't know where I was during any of this because I don't remember, but I did not consummate my marriage when she got out of that dress. <laughs> hmm. Seems like you, you, you missed your shot. Well, I mean, like you said, <clears throat> like you said, we were just drinking and doing whatever at that point. I don't I don't I wasn't paying attention. Just need to make sure to get food. So, Chris, you're going with the rings. No tats at any point. You're not going to follow in the Podfather's footsteps. No, that's fine. Hey, look, what I'd rather say is watch out for, like, clingers on small talk. You got to make sure you have a good way to break the thing. Rex Quando. So what you kind of want to do is make sure you never get, like, a – either you don't have a real full drink, so you're always ready. To, hey, look, I just got to go get another drink, so he's, you just – He's telling me I got to piss. You That's can't tell. You, you say you got to pee, or oh, hey, my girl bride, Chris will pull that. My bride needs me, but you need to be able to tell a way to get out of some of this shit because it's gonna it's gonna happen. What kind so, of what kind of cake are you having, Chris? I think we got some sort of bullshit like fruit cake. <laughs> Typical, and it's, and it's not actually. I don't know. I got a photo of it. 
Do you have a groom's cake or you just have a wedding oh, cake? You think I'm fucking? You think I'm spending money on that bullshit? What's I'll, a groom's cake? You, you a waste remember, of goddamn money. Wait, no, you don't remember at my wedding we had the uh, the Randazzo's king cake was the groom's cake. We had a, it was it was in the big LSU letters and it was uh, the Randazzo's king cake. That was the groom's cake. Harley, oh, what yeah, I will I say I about that. Harley, what I will say about your wedding is you rank right up there with Kevin Wider. Which may not be a good thing to you, but it's to each his own. You had the curb theme music to walk out to. Clutch. Kevin Wider, when we entered his reception, he had the NWO music. That's nice. <laughs> it was fucking good. What's that? That bam, 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 oh, bam, yeah. bam, bam. Oh, we were all doing the two. <laughs> That's pretty good. Well, do you know what Harley's exit music was? No. I was too drunk by that point. What was it? Adarash. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That was pretty good. You know what yours is gonna be? Is yours gonna be glass breaking, Chris? No, but Sager and I were Stone Cold. Sager and I were workshopping a Super Brawl three at the reception. Whoa, gonna be a lot of tables, ladders, and chairs there. Cake for him to slam me into. Great. There's no. There's no better. The bride is there, so he could just butt right in and steal her. (laughs) How good is that? That's ultimate heel move. Stealing the uh, bride. That's. That's a Saddam Hussein sons type of shit. That's Uday and Kusei type of shit. Not to mention how many officers will be around, so there will be enough handcuffs and tasers to go around. (laughs) Oh, dude, that would be like a great outsetting for a match is just having like a bunch of police just forming like the ring and making sure the fighters keep fighting. That's that's pretty good. Or it could be one of those gimmicks where... Kind of like a Logman match, whatever those are called. You know what I'm talking about. The Frogman? I said Logman. Whatever the fuck. Oh, the Iron Man match. No, where they all the fucking guys stand around the ring. Oh, yeah, what the fuck's that called? It's whatever Craig said. I never heard it. Lumberjack match. Lumberjack. That's it. Logman. Lumberjack. Logman. I knew what he was talking about. It took me a minute. I mean, that's close. But, I mean, when you went to the Harvard of the South... You got a lot of knowledge up there. You learn big words like log man. <laughs> that was you in the gym this morning, Craig. Speaking of which, Chris, are you looking to lose weight? Are you looking to cut a few extra pounds? Is this going to be like a UFC weigh-in for you? Because Craig has been doing some juicing. He may be able to, able to give you some oh, tips. you're juicing, Craig. Yeah, it makes you shit nasty. I'm not really shit. looking for tips, but if you got some, maybe I'll listen. It tastes nasty, and it makes your shit even nastier. If there's anyone I would be taking weight loss tips from, it would be Craig. But you have to have weight to lose it, so... No. Joe Joe said the diet he went on is no sugar, no grain. That's his recommendation. He lost 20 pounds. All right. You know what else would help, Craig? Just eating less. That that works. That's, That's like the diet of all diets. Just eat less. Okay, who eats too much? Like my man. Neil- I'm not. I'm not calling you out, but like, if I was on a juice cleanse, you probably don't want to add steak to it. <laughs> and and you, let alone one steak, two steaks. It says you drink it half hour before a meal, twice a day. So that was at breakfast. Oh, so it wasn't a real juice cleanse. Okay, so you just no. drank juice. It's called a two day juice cleanse. I thought juice cleanses were you like you drink a, a lemon, cayenne, pepper, and something. Don't eat anything. Whatever you drink makes you shit unrelentingly. 
And then in like three days later, your whole system's wiped out and you probably lost like at least eight pounds. They got different ones out there. That one is another one they have. What do they call that one? A juice cleanse. The skinny tea cleanse. That's that's called the juice cleanse. That's the five-day juice cleanse. And that craggy diet story there is brought to you by Benchmade. Benchmade, the new new advertiser of the Talking Small podcast. Harley, did I tell you what the fuck I did with my Benchmade knife? By the way, quality steel. Well, what I would say is... I remember it's been up in my man cave for a while, so do you know what I've been doing with your knife? <laughs> so I bought this fantastic Benchmade product. Hey, Chris, Team Benchmade. Yeah, Team Benchmade. Makes great fucking pocket knives. Would would uh, recommend them to anybody in the market for a good pocket knife. So, Harley... Definitely for anybody that wants an EDC. So, Harley, I didn't tell you why... EDC? You're not a knife guy. You won't get it. Yeah, you're not a knife guy, Al. Edge... Damn. So, Craig, do you know what EDC is? I have a gun. I don't need it. Exact? Dude, we Exact? Everyday carry. Fucking knife boys. Electric Daisy Carnival, bro. That's what I was thinking. Been there. My place of employment does not allow that. So, Harley, you know where... I didn't... I didn't know you had my knife because I deleted Snapchat and didn't get your Snap message. Yeah, I sent it to you. You know where I... You didn't tell me you deleted Snap, You know where I thought my knife was? In the woods, so I had a in the woods. Oh yeah, no, I heard about this. Oh, I told you. Didn't you go looking for it in the swamps? (laughs) So, if if I haven't told this story on the podcast, I don't think you have. I uh, I had a a deer like trail camera in the woods back by my house, and uh, Malory and I went to the opening day of college football season. We went to the Cachino in Mississippi so we could bet on sports, whatever. Sit at the bar there, bet on the shitty college football games for a while, gamble a little bit, go to dinner, drinking the entire time, get back around like 6, 7 o'clock in the summertime so it didn't get dark till 8. I convinced her, oh, babe, let's go pull that camera. So my drunk ass, we walk through the woods, finally get to it, but your GPS is only going to get you within like 50 yards. And by this point, it was getting dark. And you're hammered. And I'm hammered. So like, I'm not really recognizing where I'm at. So, we couldn't find my camera, and that's where I thought I lost my knife at. I thought I had it in my, uh, like, clipped them into my jeans or whatever, and I thought it fell out. Well, anyway, we go back, Baldy and I went back the next morning and uh, pulled the camera, didn't find the knife. There's photos of Malloy and I on the camera walking around drunk in the woods. <laughs> I was literally right in front of there. Needless to say, I accidentally left it at your house. So you brought it back like a good fucking friend. It was at Uncle Al's house. Well, yeah, he hardly gave it to Chris when he was over here. And then Chris promptly just left it here. <laughs> Great fucking knife. Everyday carry, not so much. Doesn't oh. have doesn't have find my benchmade like find my iPhone and Apple products do. Yeah, so maybe <laughs> that's what I would suggest. So yeah, benchmade, classic knife for a classic man. Nice. Any other wedding tips for Chris Harley? Oh, Harley, give me some marriage tips. Uh, well, I mean, Chris, who, who's gonna be in the wedding party? Do you have a best man? Are you going? No, you're going solo. Do you have your vows written or not? You're going. I do not have my vows written yet. Are, Wait, you so are y'all to? doing custom vows? Honestly, Every, everything custom, bro. Honestly, we hadn't really talked about it, but probably not. And maybe, maybe we'll do it at the last minute. It's not like it's that hard to fucking whip up some romantic shit. What if, right, what, so, what so, if you... Hey, look into my eyes. 
Valmy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to ignore this idea. <laughs> Chris, I'm going to just give you a heads up. Judging from shit you guys leave, left around the house when you lived here, like Mallory wrote out like an entire calendar with like personalized musings on him. I think it's, it was in the back room at some point. But the point is, she wrote 365 like things. You know she's going to be writing her own vows. You know Ooh. she's going to be getting sappy on you. Now, my suggestion to you would be to piss UJ off, but to have some custom vows. Read a Nike ad commercial that's voiced by Colin Kaepernick as your wedding <laughs> vow. It's not a bad idea. It's not bad. Sometimes, to gain everything, you have to risk everything. Come on. I think you should do the classic, and I can't wait for Knobloch to get married so he can use this. Something that beautiful should have something beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's a podcast throwback right there. Episode 13. <laughs> it's probably not episode 13. That's one of our best stories. It was probably episode like four. <laughs> you got to get the good ones out first. Try to get the views. <sighs> but, yeah. I, but I would say look into my eyes and give me a vow right now. And and again, I would say I'm going to have to examine that. Okay, again. Harley, you're not, are you going to give him any advice on animals? Chris has one now. You have no no, 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 no. I have, I have, I have one stepson. Uh, it's still yours now, buddy. No, what I would say oh, is uh, adoption papers. My my, uh, my legal. My wife just came home with extra dogs, so I I really don't have. I can't give you any advice. Honestly, once you got one, what's fucking four more? Oh, um, that's a big difference. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it is a big difference, but that's just you know. Um. If, if That's one, a good point, Al. I've been fucking meaning to crank out some vows now, here. I have a feeling Chris's marriage is going to do pretty well because Chris lays down the law pretty early. Like, I'm still going to go to my favorite wing restaurant even though two of my ex-girlfriends still work there. I'm going to be watching football all Saturday no, and Sunday. You, say, you think Get just lay down it. the law? No. Chris is just Chris. He's unrelentless. He, he Or unrelenting. He fucking is himself. Yeah, he's So somehow he's conned her into liking himself. Therefore, he can always be himself even if he has no calves. That's right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he's, he's, gotten her, he's gotten her used to his pathetic state of an unfinished stool is about as good as you can expect <laughs> as a gift. So, you know, entering this thing, you know what you're getting and it ain't going to be much. <laughs> Can't argue there. Uh, that's a you definitely You definitely know what you're getting. <laughs> There's no fucking gimmicks here. With the exception of the white trash kid. Yeah, it's not like your your hair is immediately going to turn all gray. You know, so you're already showing signs of everything. Man, my fucking beard is starting to turn gray, too. What about your pubes? No, not yet. That's Harley, uh, happy wife, happy life? Is that is that real? Is that a thing? I mean, Yeah. I mean, if she's not happy, you're not getting any, and then you're not going to be happy. So what's the point? Chris wasn't listening. He was picking his ears. No, I heard him. I fucking heard him. Now, Chris, Adam Carolla always says the key to a good marriage is... Uh, 
a lot of square footage and two TV DVRs. What's your TV situation going to be like in your new humble abode? We've got two TVs, but one is in the fucking Harrier. I call it the Harrier room. It's the room that we we lock Rex in and keep him in most of the time. <laughs> so we really only have one Legal. TV. You imprison the Legal. dog on a daily basis? Legal. Oh, you guys want to hear a good fucking Rex story? I almost, ears. I almost got out of the Rex fucking trap the other day. Does it involve a muzzle? So, uh, no, it doesn't. But it's funny when you put a muzzle on Rex, he goes total cuck status. <laughs> it's like putting Harley's a, seen it's it. It's like putting a condom on Al. Oh, no, you haven't seen it, Harley. So the good Rex... No, no, we put a muzzle on him when I came over there and he almost tried to bite my head off. Oh, oh, he did have the muzzle that time? Yeah, we put it on him, yeah, and he just fucking went cuck status. Doesn't he? Yeah. So Russell came over last weekend, and I know Russell's seen it before, but god damn does he go cuck status. So the dog fucking normally just, like, paces around and, like, any little fucking noise he barks at, you put that muzzle on him, he lays down in what's clearly an uncomfortable position for him. It doesn't look comfortable at all. And he just, just lays there and whines at you. <laughs> so he doesn't even try. No. I would put it on him all the time. So I almost got out from underneath Rex the other day. Get home. Malore and I just happened to pull up around the same time. It was dark out. Our neighbor was just happened to be outside. He walks over and sticking his nose where it don't belong. Nah, Nosy so, neighbor. No, so our neighbor is Randy Fandy's uh, best friend, right? So he walks over, keeping a close eye on his situation. He's got cameras on him. He got a fucking eye on your ass. So he walks over and tells me, uh, "Yeah, man, I was coming home. I don't know what he was doing, but he he was coming back to his house around eleven or twelve, something like that, and he had his little dog in the car." Little dog starts barking his head off. Little dog looks over, and uh, well, he looks over at what the dog's barking at. Sees our fucking dog, my stepson Rex, <laughs> running around the goddamn neighborhood, and uh, he rolls down the window and just goes, "Rex, what are you doing?" He bolts back to the fucking house. This is right down the street, like not even a quarter of a mile. Bolts back to the house. This guy's deathly afraid of dogs. This one in particular, Rex, that is. So he goes inside, grabs his pistol. He's t- this is him telling me the story. He said he goes inside. He's always been afraid of this dog. Rightfully so. He's big and fucking loud, right? I wouldn't be scared of him. He's a pussy once you get to know him. But he's big, and if you see him in the street... And he I, does stink. I understand him. He goes inside, gets his pistol. He comes back out, calls Mallory's dad. And he's like, well, I don't know what the fuck to do with this thing. And Mallory's dad was like, look. Just tell him in a very stern, because the, the side door in the house was open, which is how we got out. Who, who left it open? I'll get to that in a second. So he tells him. He tells, okay, hey, down, can, Baja, hey man. Can, can we bet on who left it open? Yeah, go for it. Uh, Baja, man. Because they let the dogs out? Is that what you're getting at? Yeah. I think it was Chris's fault. So from the way he's telling the story, it doesn't look like it was his fault. So Don't put the blame on so me. So Malori's dad tells him. Hey, look, in a very stern voice, just yell at him to go back in the house. So he yells at him, and he's like, <laughs> the dog is standing in the driveway. And how oh, you've been to my place before. He kind of cowers back behind uh, like the house in the garage, and he like peeks his fucking stupid ass head around the corner. <laughs> and my neighbor's like, he's like, 
cowering, knows he's in the wrong, knows he's in the wrong, and like looking at me as if I'm in, an intruder. Meanwhile, I got my hand on my pistol because he's fucking afraid of the big dog, and he's like, "Man, I don't want to have to kill Maui's dog, but I'm not gonna get bit." And this is what he's telling us in the story. Speaking so he says one more time, Rex. Get in that house. And he says, Rex just fucking ran into the house. He walks over there and closes the door and locks it because it's got one of those like keypad things. So to answer your question, I guess technically it is my fault. Yeah. So 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 it's like a it's a I'm only human after all. <laughs> so Don't the, put the blame on me. So the, I closed the door, but I didn't fucking lock it. And normally when I'm I'm usually not the last one to leave the house. So uh, I don't have to bother with that. But if I am the last one to leave the house, I don't fucking lock it because we got a big stinky guard dog inside the house, right? Well, this motherfucker learned how to turn the knob because <laughs> he's done it <laughs> twice now. <laughs> he ain't as dumb as he looks. He only human. He's stinky. He's not human. He's a dog. He's stinkier than he looks, though. God That's damn. Guess you can teach an old dog new tricks. He fucking he learned how to open up the side door. Motherfucker let himself out, so now you got a deadbolt. It. Yeah, so th- you, that's one. Harley's got seven. Imagine the hijinks of that. Whoa! From that. Well, I, I, got seven. Fi- I got five dogs and two cats. And a Craig. And five. a horse. Craig, Craig's been really helpful with the animals. I appreciate Craig. Uh, Craig sent me a snap of him cleaning up piss the other night. He didn't look too happy about it. You didn't send me that snap, Craig. Was that the oh, one? This. Was that the one where uh, the new dog went right upstairs to the man cave and peed right yeah. after I left? Yeah, that's yeah. That's Who's the new dog. She's got two new dogs. She's just listening to a podcast. Hey, Camaro's back in concussed and all. All right, we done with wedding advice? Yeah, I think we're we bored the people enough with Chris talk. Uh, I think it's been very entertaining. Hey, we definitely hey. We should have tuxedo T-shirts with Talking Small podcast on it for the wedding. I have a I have a tuxedo here. You can get a tuxedo for a hundred dollars down the street. Oh, you didn't really give me a lot of marriage advice. Think of one more good marriage. Oh my god. All right, so I got more marriage advice and marriage advice for Chris. One, do you do enough housework? Because. No matter how much yard work you think you're doing, it doesn't register. Anything that is like a uh, comparable workload only happens inside the house. Outside, it's all on you. Inside, it's got to be 50-50 is how my wife looks at it. So what I would tell you is you need to find out where her line is because you don't want to be getting mad, her getting mad at you for doing something stupid and then all of a sudden throwing, yeah, and you never vacuum because <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, I mean, so clearly Craigie won the Roommate of the Year award over me. I know. Al. That's what's got me concerned. Yeah, so Mallory, Mallory is definitely, if it's Craigie, me, then it would be Mallory. She's a worse roommate than you? I think so. Oh, my Lord. So. You really better hope she doesn't listen so to this I, episode. The fuck? So I got out of my way to be a good roommate. And, and she is. What good, is that like? Give me one example. Flushing the toilet. <laughs> Out of his way. No, no, no. I think we got a good working relationship. I'm like, hey, babe, you mind uh, picking up the room so I can put the Roomba in there? 
And then I'll go clean the dishes while she does that. It's not big of a deal. That's an example of I, I you, think I think so I'm doing enough housework. So you're going the extra effort is you clean up this room. I'll throw Roomba in after you do that, and I'm going to do a couple dishes. Yeah, I think that's an example. I mean, it seems dumb, but the impetus to start doing something is half the battle. So Chris is taking the initiative to say, "Hey, you clean this up. I'm going to start a robot." And then uh, get the water running for a little bit. At least you're doing something else because you just told her to do it and went sad. Yeah, exactly. That's my point, Chris. Well, Thanks did, for picking up on that. He he probably saw there was two bulls in there earlier, and he's getting off scot-free here. I, so to answer your question, Harley, I think I do enough housework. There's, there's not a doubt in my mind I could do more. Have you ever cleaned the shower and or toilet? That, that's Malory's job. <laughs> But also at the same I can time, I for that one because when I moved in here the first day, him, him and Amber were in there fucking scrubbing. Oh, I'm sure that motherfucker and was dirty. Also at the you same have time, no idea. yeah, it was like a, a freaking distinct color change in parts of it. Well, this is why you won roommate of the year, Craig. So the the other thing I would say, Chris, is that you gotta. Um... Shit, I had something. Now I lost it. We were talking about cleaning up. Yeah, I think I was going somewhere else. Um, I think when you got a barn animal living in the house, I get a lot of leeway. Yeah, I think that's fair. Are you, ta- are you talking about Rex? Duh. Um, shit, I, I did have something I got to think about it real quick. Any car advice, Harley? Neither of them can work on their car, so I mean, you don't have to worry about that. What about finances? Oh, that's a good question. I've always kept mine separate. Oh, recipe for disaster, so I hear. Why? Keeping them separate's a recipe for disaster, Chris. Tell I, me what you got going on. <laughs> no, we have to. We she's got her money, I got my money, and then unfortunately, she's got my credit card. So she basically so has all she has my her money. money and your money. So that's how we we do it. But um, so yeah, that's how that's how that works. Now you can go get a joint accounts and all that shit. I, I, I mean, I mean that's essentially what you have if she has got access to your credit card and get your money. Yeah, I mean that's kind of how it works. So Harley's got that one way joint account, not in his favor. <laughs> So well, don't do that. Joint solo account. Well, I mean, it just it just depends. Like you're you're a lawyer. You might be the breadwinner. You might be having to give her some crumbs. Or you was a breadwinner. So what you gonna what's your plan, Chris? Just keep keep the credit cards in their own. Uh, I already rightful wallets. You already pay for everything anyway. I already put her on both my credit cards. Do you ever check the statements? Yeah, I check them. A lot of isos. No, <laughs> no. I put her on both my credit cards. Uh, so we were thinking about what to do with the uh, the rest of the banking there. So what Just I keeping would... our separate checking accounts and then having a, a normal savings account that we both have an auto draft to every month. That's that was my idea. So as a lawyer, let me ask you this: because I had a a buddy of mine that went through a divorce and his wife had kept money in her account and basically had him paying for a whole bunch of stuff and he didn't realize she was just racking up money. But since it was a separate account due to Louisiana law, she got to keep all that money during on the divorce 
and he he couldn't use that as part of the alimony. Wait, wait, wait. She was siphoning off money from She wasn't from- siphoning off money. Just never using her money. She was never using her money. Okay. So she they had a joint account and she only used the joint account. Yes. And kept like her paychecks would go into her stuff and he didn't realize that she was just collecting this nest egg and had like 30 something thousand dollars just stacking. Just stashed. Sounds like she, your buddy had a shitty fucking attorney. Let me tell you what our buddy Third Reich did. You can catch him on episode no 57. No last names. Third. You can catch him That's on a his, sweet nectar boy. You can catch him on episode 57. OG member of the sweet nectar boys. Third Reich had a client who was married to an illegal from... My client? From uh, some Central American country. I don't remember. Let's what. just say Nicaragua. Probably. Hashtag build that fucking wall. <laughs> She's illegal. She had no fucking job. She didn't even have papers to get a legal job in the country. She was crazy enough to divorce him. He Third Reich represented him. He got him sole custody of the children. And she now owes him like $75 a week. And you say $75 a week, it's something like that roughly. It's funny because the dude never gets money. The dude never gets alimony or spousal support or interim spousal support, whatever you want to call it. She's got no job, much less does she have any means to get a job, and she owes him money. So it just sounds like your buddy had a shitty fucking... (laughs) Wait, how is she not deported? Well, that's the thing. She's got this judgment against her, and she's going to like owe this money, but she's not going to be able to pay it, so she's going to get deported. Third right cutlass... Fucking ruthless. Cutthroat. Cut no, it's cutless. It's cutthroat and rootless together. So. An idiot cutless used to have one. You just said cutthroat and ruthless together for Sounds cutlass. Sounds like a made-up word. A Th- cutlass is a uh, car. Uh, Harley recovered well from that, though. I'll give it to him. That's fucking cutlass. Mm, all right, so finances, you're fucked on that already. Uh, what about family? Because... Family's a big deal. You got to know what you're doing for the holidays. Now you're married. Y'all are, y'all are tit for tat. Y'all yeah, how like, Thanksgiving work this year? I feel like when you're dating, you've already got that kind of down packed. Uh, Thanksgiving is usually a little more lenient. Down, so, pa- down packed or down pat? I think I said packed. You did, but what's the proper one? Ruling? Legal. <laughs> Illegal. <laughs> I think... Down pat. I'm with you, Craig. It's definitely down pat. So, what we typically do for the Thanksgiving is a little more lenient. We do two. I can tell from your chins. <laughs> Christmas, that's a little more uh, up in the air. Typically, I got to do like three on fucking Christmas at a minimum. Three? Yeah, that's pretty bad. But now you're married. You can use excuses. You can tell the one. The only th- time you get a good excuse to let you be lazy and actually enjoy your goddamn holidays when you got a fucking kid is what I've noticed. No. Uh, yeah. You're just married and you say you're going to her family. You tell them you're going to your family and then you just, you know, stay at home and drink Coors Lights. Banquets. Yeah. New sponsor? You, you could pull that. Oh, we're sponsored by Budweiser this episode. Like, don't sit at home and drink banquets. <laughs> okay, so Chris has the holidays figured out. Banquet beers for the fiends. Now, Chris, uh, 
I believe you're going to your honeymoon in Ireland. To Ireland for your honeymoon? Harley, any honeymoon tips for Chris? Oh, yeah, Harley. Give me that. I never did a honeymoon. Oh, shit. Damn. Good. You, what, you just you didn't do shit? I paid for my own wedding, so that means I didn't, ha- I didn't have any fucking money to go on vacation. Heard that, bro. Good Chris, choice of location, What you get two credit way. cards for? Chris, I thought you were like a history buff. You didn't ask the chief of police for a little dowry? No dowry? I mean, he helped out, yeah. How come oh. you didn't do the wedding inside his jurisdiction? Because you get enough of his diction on the daily? Because mm. when you the king of Slidell, you, your jurisdiction's all of St. Tammany, baby. Oh, I thought you were going to say, don't shit where you eat. Uh, no. <laughs> he can't be getting crunk and drunk inside his own city <laughs> limits. I don't know. I think we're, we're just rambling at this point. I, I don't have any marriage advice because I, I don't have any... I mean, I don't care. It's, nothing's different. Oh, thanks, Harley. No, thanks no I mean, I care about you. I know, I care about you, but... Oh, okay. No, I forgot. This is what I was going to say. Um, spend money and buy a nice bed. Don't be a cheapskate with the bed because it makes them happier and you get to break it in. So. We're, the, we're the only podcast without a mattress sponsor, by I the bought way. a Casper a couple of months oh, ago. Oh, you idiot. I got to tell you, I'm waking up sore in the mornings. That's because you should have got that nectar. Sweet nectar? <laughs> well, there's the What nectar. bed did you get, Craig? The nectar. How sweet is it? Very sweet. Promo code A N A. Got it in a box right now in my unit. I might sell it to you on the cheap. <laughs> you got nectar in the box at your unit. Craig having a Craig having a nectar box in his unit. Legal or illegal? You boys guess. Well, if he illegal, I, I don't know, but Third Reich certainly wants to crash it. But Third Reich will get you off on that charge. Yeah, he's definitely gonna be getting off. Yeah. That's my lawyer. <laughs> Yeah, but make sure you get a, a good bed. Evidently, you fucked that one up. But a, a good a good bed is good. You Did you get on. that because of Colin Coward? I got to ask. Because no. he's, he's sponsored by Casper. There's like I'm saying, every podcast. Yeah, every podcast has some has some uh, mattress sponsor. Honestly, I probably just read a bunch of fake reviews and they sold me on it. But you're an easy target. Yeah. These chins don't help me. You spend one third of your life sleeping. Yeah. I don't. I don't sleep eight hours a day. Oh, Mr. Tough Guy Real over here. Hard-o. How many hours do you sleep a day? You're well. stoner fuck. That's why you don't know. <laughs> Normally between six and a, uh, I haven't been sleeping six and a half lately, but like six and a half to seven and a half. So you don't do it either. Barely round up seven and a half, eight. I, Craig, I how many to, hours of sleep you get? I don't get need to act like a hard L. I, I'm not. I'll feel like shit, especially since I'm older now. But like if I get five and a half hours, six hours of sleep, like I don't feel great in the morning. I mean, I can survive, but I definitely notice the difference. I don't know. I think six to seven, at, seven at most. Yeah, but you're waking up at like four thirty in the morning to go to the gym right now. Sometimes less. It's not showing. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Shots fired. And with that, is any other porting shots from Chrissy T? Oh, Al's raising his hand like a good podcaster. No, now he's just saying finisher. 
Hey, Chris. Your fly's down. That's my lawyer. <laughs> we out. <laughs>